Welcome to Life is Life, the podcast where we're going to give you as much value and inspire as many people as we can. I am here with Jonathan, Dev Knight Media, Dev Knight. He is a photographer and my favorite photographer. He's the founder of Grow Next Door and Grow, what is it? Grow Green Goods Express. Green Goods Express. So what's going on? We haven't talked in a while. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, I have a new head on my shoulders and... This like it seems like every year I change in ways that I didn't really expect. So that's kind you of did. Yeah. You you really did. You went from, um, well, well, we met it. We met at VegFest, so I didn't know what you were doing before that. Because wow, you're right, right? Yeah. <laughs> I went up to you. Yo, you had this like you have this like face that's you. I don't know. It's just so unique that you can't you know who you are like i don't know fuck it <laughs> um it, like you just have a very um your face mask matches you i thought okay anyways um yeah we met at veg fest and i i was i was just doing for videography you know that was the day i got inspired to do videography for real for real actually yes i met someone there um he it was he kind of mentored me along the way um to do photographer shout out to eduardo mm-hmm. um and i met you and we kept in touch for sure. But what were you doing before that? Look, I was just straight doing photography. That's funny that you say that like we met at VegFest because if that's the case, then that's definitely like when I started um, meeting my um, my former main business partner, essentially. But before I met you, I was doing straight photography. I was just getting into videography. Um, that was before the farming thing. Right. Hey, before before we get into that, uh, make sure your phone's on Do Not Disturb. I just don't want anyone calling you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Like, I, I don't want Alan Walker to call you and be like, yo, I want another photo shoot. But um, Alan yeah. Walker? <laughs> Isn't that guy? Is that, is that guy alive or dead? No. Alan Walker? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like a programmer, like an old software developer? No, 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 no. No, he is a, Um, if I'm using, I think his name is Alan Walker. Yeah, no. Uh, he's a he's a I believe dance music artist. Oh, okay. Then I definitely do not know. <laughs> For real. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought you did. You didn't. That wasn't. Um, I thought you. I thought you took. I thought you did a photo shoot with Alan Walker. Oh my god! You don't remember that? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! You're right. Look, some of the things I get into. That's like it's so like it's, it's just a blur. Dude, you're amazing. I don't think you realize it. I really don't, dude. I'm literally thinking to myself, like, I've seen a lot of photographers. And I'm, uh, maybe not as many as maybe some people have. But for the time, for the past four years, um, I think I've looked at other people's work. And I can definitely say with confidence that you're my favorite one, for sure. Yeah, that means a lot, man. For, sure. for real. Like, you don't know how much shit. That also puts a lot of pressure on me. But, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow every day. No, well, I mean, shit. I mean, when you're when you're um at a level, when you're able to do what you can do, I mean, yeah, there is pressure. I hear you for sure. Yeah, yeah. but go ahead. go ahead. No, I want to know. So, what were you doing? Like, what were you doing before um VegFest? Like, was it was you just said photography? Yeah, I mean, like, so to get back into like where I started, um, I was a software developer for about three to four years. Um, in the tech space, essentially working as a full stack software developer, um, getting a little bit into like uh, app development and web apps and all that other stuff. And to me, like that really was kind of like repetitive, tedious technical work. And I used photography to like 
um, scratched that, mm. that creative itch more or less. And I started doing like weekend stuff, going to events, shooting with other people that I meet at the events, just building like weekend networks and like going to the next thing, doing the next thing and seeing like exactly what type of photographer I wanted to do. Like it's such, it's like when people say photographer, I, like of course of every industry, like people, the people who really know the industry or who are in the industry, it's like they know they get what you mean by like certain things. But like photography is a complex terminology. I think it's right. just like a skill set. You could be a photographer for anything, a, a farmer photographer, a doc, like a medical tools photographer, a product photographer, a food photographer. So it's like after a while, you just have to kind of like work and do and work and learn as, as you like mess with mm. your channels. Um, and that's essentially like what I was doing before I met you, just trying out new things and then getting into videography as well. Uh, yeah, it, you know, I, it's it's all coming together um, because the way you kind of got it, and you, I don't, I don't know if you realize this, but you kind of like guided me. I think you do. You you guided me on my path to be a vi- uh, really a videographer. Um, and I, I guess I guess that's interesting because when you say you tried out different things. I didn't really do that. I kind of just, I, I kind of just um, thought I was already there. Like, it's like I already had it in my mind of what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I just, I thought I didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I didn't have to take the beginner steps. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you mean by that? Like, are you talking about just like in terms of work? Are you talking about in terms of gigs? Yeah, both, both. Word, word. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, look, I say all the time, like I'm, always in a mentality of learning or if i'm not i need to be and it's it's even with like everything i'm doing now like i'm not a master in anything but i know enough to like try to mix multiple different things together i feel like with every artistry that's kind of like the biggest thing like having somebody in a completely different culture or a completely different perspective or a completely different field of industry come into a, a like a polarizing industry or a polarizing field and then just start making magic that's like where a lot of our greatest stuff comes from for sure do you mean do you mean greatest stuff meaning that you you explore something you didn't realize that you had well i'm not just talking about myself specifically but i'm talking about just in general so like um for instance like what i'm trying to do now with like the urban farming it's like okay farming is in itself like if you look at the industry it's like when you think of farming it's like i don't want to like step on anybody's toes but like People right. think like boring. Yeah, farmer, it's true. Oh, it's true. It's so like, true. But now yeah. we're realizing that like, yo, having plants is cool. Having, you know, access to fresh food is actually good for you. And when right. the system around you is crumbling, like I even made a tweet today. It's like, you know, all, everyone creating content, but like no one really concerned about access to fresh food and, and the environment. Right. Um, and I, like, I don't want to like get into a tangent, but long story short, like, at working in multiple different mediums from the programming space and i saw where that like where the dead end of that was um to getting into photography it's like okay i'm i'm exploring life but what do i really need to do and what's gonna have like a lasting impact and then that got me to like focusing on like okay well Hmm. let me see exactly what i can do with like if not impacting the world itself just taking really really diligent steps to try to change myself and then try to change hmm. my reality around me just through the actions that I do. And that's kind want, of where I'm at right now. I want to say, I don't think I, when you said there's a dead end, like when, like when you said going into software programming, 
programming. Yeah. You said there's a dead end. I don't think that there's a dead end. I just think that you're dancing and you're just there's not really an end goal to this. It's just the 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 goal is the process. Well, well, let me I, I see I see what you're saying there, but let me explain further with that because that's actually interesting. Um, when I first got out of high school, I'm talking like way back. Um, and that's like how, how, how old are you? I am currently 24. I just turned 24, 24. Um, July 5th. Nine, well, yeah, 2020. So, yeah, 24 years old. Um, but back when I had graduated high school, which is when I like even even in my high school, I was a programmer. I was like writing websites. I made my high school mm. high school's technical center website. It's like a half. Nice. Level. You made their website. Yeah, it's like it's a, pretty good. <laughs> look, I mean, like it's, it's yeah. It's, Amen. It's step one. Um, oh, yeah. But I did that while I was in the class. Like I, we, they had us doing senior exhibitions. They had us like in front of like potential business owners and potential Damn. like IT technicians and stuff. Did like they that. pay you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so I got hired d- due to my um, old high school teacher, Mr. Laverde. Yo, peace out to that man. Last time I saw him was at Costco. <laughs> I said, Yo, I nice. I oh my god, man. that's great. But he's essentially the guy who gave that's me a true. chance and like, <laughs> you know, told me like, Yo, you can. You can really be putting in work like here here's a connection you know here's a job after high school uh you should work with this dude and i you know i took that advice i got a full-time job there and then that was an it tech and then i like escalated up into software development web development and that got me into application development um but like Mm -hmm. just through those four years um i'm gonna bring it back again so like when i first had graduated high school i had went to a google internship um for it's called computer science summer science institute essentially they would fly about like 30 kids uh per location there's three locations in the united states 30 kids per per location and they would send them to one of those facilities like whether seattle or new york or um, mountain view where there were uh, where you know well seattle was where we were instantiated but mountain view was the main campus for google but they had us out there they cross programming and i got to see like okay well they're kind of grooming us for, you know, what the end result of our post-secondary education is like yeah. college, like, you know, master's degree in computer <laughs> science and artificial intelligence and software development. And it's mm. like, I was looking around me, I'm like, yo, these guys are pay- getting paid a lot, but like the rent just to survive out there is crazy. And the working conditions that, you know, a lot of these guys are in, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like even back then, something in me was kind of like, you know, like warning me, like, yo, you know, they they have snacks, they have free food, they got all this, they got all that. But when you break it down, it's like everyone is just kind of like literally programmed to program. Um, and that's not where I wanted to be at the time. Um, so it's like I just took that with a grain of salt, but then I developed that like when I was working at my full time job. And I came to realize that like from project to project, it's like, OK, you know, somebody else says point and then we shoot, we pull the trigger. Um, but we get paid like an X amount of like money for those things. So it's like, it got me thinking, okay, as a creative director, you know, that's the person who should be at the top of the, of the food chain, essentially. I don't want to like say those things without like being, you know, by being brash, but like, that's, it is what it is. And then you have other people who complete Mm -hmm. that task, completed in teams, complete individually, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I realized like, okay, creativity. You know, getting out there, learning, learning industries, just exploring. Um, that's kind of like 
I, I felt like there was more promise in photography than doing computer programming. That's the dead end that I mean. Like that's there's mm-hmm. there's a stop. You're you're either waiting for work or you're doing work. And what got you into photography? Like what was it just like a lucrative something lucrative? I distinctly remember the day I got into photography, man. Like I had pretty much gone to a, a music event. I'm not even going front. Like I linked up with a couple friends during during the college years um and through that network i met other friends and you know we had some really good experiences and i got to meet some cool people because a couple of the people that we were affiliated with they they knew people in there in the in the music industry and as we were coming out of that particular event one night like me and a friend we we kind of like we we both were on our creative vibe that night and we kind of just like you know, mm-hmm. made a little vow that like you know we would actually pursue something different um and i decided damn to, yeah, yeah for real real <laughs> shit like yeah, literally sure. that I night that yeah. night i bought my canon t6i no way and oh yeah yeah like yo i'm like yo i need a that's, hobby that's the exact one i have actually yeah like i i said like yo i need a hobby this will help me build a network this will help me kind of see what's out there i'll just let my camera kind of you know guide me in terms of like you know what type of what? creativity Wait. So you were, what were you, what did you want to capture though? I mean, the first thing I shot was probably my, one of my close friends, girlfriends. Um, and yeah, that got me into portrait, portrait photography. I and mean, then I just like, kind of like, it was me, like, because I was a web developer before, I'm not going to lie. Right. Like I I had like that type of mindset where, you know, I would kind of look for the things that catch the eye for web developers. It's like, you look at, a website and you're like how does the ui ux what's the ui ux for this what's your eye drawn to is does this have good composition does it have good, good color theory and Interesting. I, I was kind of playing around with those concepts as a photographer it was kind of like translating from another language to another language kind of like in that sense mm-hmm. in terms of aesthetics and another right. you know anyone else who's like into graphic design or like ui ux or photography it's all kind of the same thing when you're thinking about it in terms of like rules and just you know appeal um so that's kind of like i was trying to do and from there like i wasn't really concerned about money per se um i was really just concerned about trying new things and i i just didn't want to be stuck in in the same type of rut that i got to with with computer programming so it's like i just kept on doing different fields until i i just like i would realize until i found something that i actually liked and that i can continue long term so so after okay so you got into photography and then you started exploring different outlets yeah uh, what was one that caught your eye like did, did you i'm curious because when you said you were just in your the venue and i'm assuming it's dubstep right because i know you like dubstep <laughs> was like, it yeah 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 it was yeah yeah i'm not even, i can't lie yeah it was it was Wait, why 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 would you why would no, you lie no 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 because it's like even now it's like damn i'm, I'm looking back on those years wait what oh yeah, yeah i'm no I, wait don't make it all right don't because I, I i i'm i'm kind of i'm assuming from my own personal experience see i'm the type of person that like i i look back on my past and i'm thinking like oh man i kind of cringe are you cringing at your past yeah yeah i'm not you I'm are going front because like it's so weird it's like while you're doing you're, things you don't realize that over time you'll just get you know kind of like i want to say yeah. old or like used to those things and you're kind of like okay i need to kind of like move on um yeah 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 my music choice <laughs> yeah. definitely has changed 
you know, I still like a little bit of dubstep, dubstep here and there, but you know, my, my music variety choice has, has changed a little bit. That's all I can say. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting a better picture of, of who you are. Yeah. So, okay. So you were in the dubstep in the, in the dubstep, you were in the dubstep. Um, and you thought to yourself, you saw the photographer and thought, um, I like what he's doing. Well, no, actually, no, we didn't even see any particular photographer. So I didn't even get to finish that, that story. So when we were walking out, we met into, we ran into this, um, this girl that I used to know through another event. And essentially, she is a music artist herself. I think she's in California. Um, I think her Instagram is like Ray is here or Ray something. And they asked me to take a couple pictures of them with their their camera that they brought. Um, and I just kind of like use what my eyesight determined at that time. Um, and I'm like, wait, hold on. If uh, I'm if I'm getting this right, you used her camera. Yeah. Wow. Was that the first time you used a camera? No, no, no. My, okay. my family has like, well, every family, you know, has like cameras laying around the house. So it's kind of just like, and I'm a, I'm a tech guy. So it's like, okay, new tech. Let me turn this. All right, cool. This is this, this is that. So it was like, and I see it's weird because now that, and I'm not, I'm going to touch on this point, but let me finish the story first. So yeah. we, I gave her back her camera. She's like, yeah, you should be a photographer. And you know, I turned to my boy. I'm like, yeah, you know, why not? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> literally, literally. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh my god. Literally, and that's then that's, that's Dude, I started. feel like that happened with. I don't want. I know we're like cutting off the story yeah. so hard, yeah. but like you, I feel like you said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do farming" because you thought you got inspired. Nah, bro. I mean, okay. Nah, nah, nah. That's farming. okay. I'm nah. not. I don't care. With with farming specifically, it's so weird because like you know, you know how I say that like the things that you do, you get used to, or you get bored of, you, you grow out of with farming. It's like, it was the complete opposite because it was something that I was kind of like in tuned with a little bit, but it never really came to fruition. And I never really had like a saying in my mind, like now where it's like, yo, this is something that, you know, in your history, in your lifetime, from the time you were a little kid, your, your grandma is telling you about the importance of nature and just health. And I'll look now, like what's your health looking like? you need to focus on something that's actually going to make a difference. And that's kind of like where farming re-entered my life instead of just being something I, you know, randomly discovered. But, but yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much the origin story. And then from there I, I picked up and kept on working for real. All right. Yeah, wait, what, did you finish what you were, did you finish what you were saying about using her camera? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's pretty much. Oh, it. and then you just so you all right. You just said you know what I'm gonna test different things, and that's awesome because mm-hmm. I think that um, for for people who don't really know, like exploring your at least give it a try and keep trying until like I'm curious of of what you think about when do you just when does that trans when do you just give it up like when you move on like when does that happen? Huh. It's weird because, like, it's, because I ask myself that question every day at this point, and I literally just mentally ask myself that question today too. It's like, I think you give up on a certain thing when you can come to under an understanding with yourself and be like, okay, mentally, like this is not working. If I keep on doing this without making some type of changes, then the results are going to be this. But if you can keep on making changes, then keep on doing it. 
but if you can't make changes or if it's something in terms of like the you know just it, your passion is not there or you know your energy isn't give me an example so okay so for music events specifically and this goes back into like photography in general like shooting those type of events is nice and everything you can make trippy really cool really interactive videos and i do i do some of those videos for some of my clients right now like if they want recaps and stuff for the friends i know but doing that for other artists and doing that for other like people who are being creative in their medium it always felt like just shooting those events was kind of just like being creative off of creativity you know it's like okay we have a true we have an mm-hmm. artist a musical artist doing their thing and i get the importance of like translating what they're doing into to a medium that other people can enjoy like mm. people who go people will go on like you know event hosts or event venues instagram pages like i don't know like edc or whatever and see all their favorite artists like you know, yep Cap- you're like remixing you're like yeah. a remixer yeah i'm a remixer but i kind of wanted to do something that's less production and more more creativity on my end um hmm. essentially i felt like at the end of the day it's, it's it's still production and with the markets down here everywhere Mar- like being a product being a part of a production staff you're, you're easily replaced um and I, i'm hard pressed to find anybody who can argue otherwise because it's like for sure you, you can be you can be i'm gonna throw an example out here like okay so gibson hazard he can pull up to any like just off of history you know just track record or whatever you can pull up to any venue event whatever he shot diddy's 50 50th anniversary for his birthday or whatever and that's kind of like the level of creativity I would want to do if I wanted to be in that space to begin with. I'm I like I would go all or nothing, but it's like I had to like ask myself honestly, like okay, so if I do get into making amazing recaps or amazing videos or amazing productions based on, you know, this budget or working with this artist, do I see myself leaving my my main business or my main you know passion to? just go mm-hmm. ahead and like pursue other artists or rappers or whatever and i honestly I, I told myself i no i wasn't in it like that i wasn't in it i wasn't in the back rooms with a bunch of rappers or you know going down into the studio every single day with these artists because if i was then yeah i would say so but i just didn't really like the music i was working in that much to do that if that makes sense yeah it because does. because my taste was progressing anyway you know it's like i have such a multi-varied musical palette i don't really see myself being typecasted into any one artist but at that point i can't really grow because i'm not specialized in that because i have a higher standard for myself i'd just be dabbling definitely yeah that's awesome i like that yeah, yeah i dude i i've seen people like fall off not fall like not fall off in a bad way but change what they want to do yeah even though from the start they were saying they're going to go hard on it so i guess i I guess um yeah that happens i think everyone that happens to everyone you know where like they'll just dabble and then like yeah so um tell me more about the tell me more about what you're doing now i want to hear like because i don't I, i really don't know what the whole um what what it, what it is that you provide and stuff so right now to talk about what i'm doing now like i have to kind of explain what we as a team have been doing for the past two years or so 
um, and it's been quite a ride. So when when I first met you at VegFest, I had actually we have to go way back. I actually had met my business partner's mentor, essentially an older gentleman, um, Dana Ware. He's a photographer, and essentially what had happened was that I had linked up with him, got his contact information, and we had discussed, you know, just like who I was and who he was. And he was like an older photographer as well um, and worked on big, big name brands back in the day. And he's located in North Miami Gardens right now. But essentially, he wanted me to meet his tutelage or his, you know, protege, rather, um, Marcus Duchesne. And uh, together, we were kind of like matched up to pursue this food distribution project called Green Goods Express. Um, and with that, we instantly got access into about 20 to 30 different restaurants, as well as um, a couple chains. Uh, eventually, we got into the Baptist Health Hospital chain. And now we're kind of like expanding as a three-way company. So we eventually got into urban agriculture and creating our own products. So before, we were just moving plant-based products, which was one of my interests at the time. Like, I was vegan. So it made sense to to link up and pursue that. I felt like, you know, plant-based meats, plant-based products in general kind of take away, you know, the power or the the lack of, of of not having the right products that, you know, people could cook with or even institutions or commercial chains could cook with. So that's why I invested in my in my partner. Um it's weird because it's like I invest I invested in that using cryptocurrency profits that I had made at the time. Um that's a little tidbit because like I, as I was a programmer, like I we had right. did like every single day and I pretty much got, I pulled out before cryptocurrency went from 20,000 to, to around 5,000. So I thought, you know, I think that was a pretty smart move at the time. I decided to invest in something that was a little bit more stable. Um, so I wanted to create our, our, my own company. I wanted to work on a project that like I could help grow from the bottom up. Long story short, um, urban farming was kind of like our way of trying to other industries like we were creating our own products now let's get into the process of finding out what's being created down here locally what type of food is grown in south florida so when we think of economic factors like how much you know what different industries are pulling in the most money for florida i don't know if a lot of people realize but like if you go on the any type of census or charts for like florida economics like the first major factor is of course tourism but the second major factor is food or agriculture, you know, food production. And I think like, because we live in the Miami-Dade and Broward areas, we don't really see it as much as in North Florida, but there's already a lot of, you know, small local farms, some organic farms down at Homestead, of course. And we also have some urban farmers in the heart of Miami, Overtown, Greenhaven, as well as um, the Urban Farming Institute in Oakland Park, which we kind of like as you know, instantiated ourselves and started learning about food. Um, we had reached a point where we were kind of like put in the position of learning and getting into the farming industry is our way of doing that. Um, okay, so moving on from that, Green Goods Express kind of split to three. We started our Grow Next Door operation a couple months before COVID really, really hit, or maybe one month before. And essentially with that, we wanted to get the network that we've made in the past year or so with our local farming network and push it onto um, a platform for which people can then buy. I'm in the process now of sourcing um, local foods and creating my own local 
uh, fresh produce using the hydroponic towers that we have at Oakland Park. So I'm like literally out there trying to experiment, setting up these the shading and trying to get us capable of growing food in the summer. The biggest thing with industry down here in Florida is that during the summer, a lot of the farmers shut down because they just can't grow during this hot heat. Um, but there are ways to do so. It's just like it's not the system isn't there in order to do it in scale. Um, I think hydroponic mm. towers might be the key, as well as maybe some form of network that um, I, I'll be unveiling in a month or two. But right now, long story short, I'm doing some mobile app development. Um, and really, I'm using this project as a way to like merge all the skill sets I've learned so far. So that's like photography, that's programming, that's mm. art. And I feel like, you know, every artist has like their time to create. And for the longest, like, I feel like before I didn't really have anything to say per se with my, my creativity or my voice visually. Um, but that's just because my heart wasn't really in it. But now I feel like there is no bigger um, goal or aspiration for business owners or just people in general than the preservation of our planet. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not in it to create fake realities or fabricate fake realities. I'm trying to create a new reality because that's the shit that we need right now. And, you know, I want to, wow, that's, it, it seems like this is like near the top of the pyramid, so to speak, where you're almost using what you've learned for so long and now applying it to something that's a greater purpose. Um, hello? Is, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. So what, so, hmm, you sell, you sell the produce, um, locally or do you sell it throughout florida yeah so we sell exclusively to the miami dade and broward counties um we're trying to stay hyper local but we do source from a little bit north florida um because it's the same geographical area even if it's like the difference of a couple hundred miles that's how you get the freshest food um one of the like the biggest reasons why we do source hyper local is because a lot of the food that's grown in the united states in general if it's not imported comes um hundreds of miles from when it's cut to when it finally reaches your dinner plate. And like, I can run off, you know, stats and statistics and stuff, but essentially when produce is cut, it starts dying. And what these farmers that are doing conventional, like making, using conventional practices are doing in Arizona or California, which we get most of our food from, they cut the fruit or produce before it becomes ripe. Um, and by doing so, it can't get the maximum amount of nutrients that it should get they cut it before it becomes becomes ripe while it's unripe. That way it can survive transport mm -hmm. and transit to reach you. Right. And it's not even reaching you directly. It sits on shelves, it sits in crates, it goes So what is the what is the con of that? The con of that is the flavor is in the pudding. You, I mean like you, in the you, oh yeah. If you if you compare it's it's weird because it's like with Photoshop, with visuals, with savory appeal, with commercials and all this other stuff that like mm. you know big name brands are pushing for their processed products, not, not even their, their fresh organic products. Um, if you were to take taste like, you know, lettuce grown out of the state, or maybe like even in California, as opposed to stuff that's grown and picked within a couple of days, like the flavor profile is completely different. And it's, it's super fresh and it's way nutritious than what you're usually getting. The biggest thing with like, when the only options in front of us are either pharmaceuticals, which I'm going to take a leap here and say that we all know that like, yo, 
that ain't where it's where it's at like trying to mix multiple man-made chemicals into the human body trying to increase health right i think we can all agree that like because it's just it's 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 lucrative yeah yeah like that's not that's not the good way yeah yeah yeah. i could get into it too for real um but essentially i wonder if i could do live on this live no 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 i'm talking about like instagram oh instagram yeah yeah i don't know i i think it would mess up the um the call i'm not sure you want to test it out sure let's do it all right can you still hear me um yeah all right cool i think it's working all right guys so essentially i am on a podcast with gavin yes Um, yes sir yo gavin you want to tell them what your podcast is about can they hear me right now i mean i can hear you i mean i'm assuming they okay all right (laughs) shit okay there we go broadcasting everywhere no okay guys my name is gavin and um this is life is life the podcast um, we're just talking about how he went from a photographer to a farmer. Well, he didn't transition. He's still like, um, he, he's still a photographer, but he, um, yeah, we're just, I'm just getting to know him a little bit more than I already do. All right. I think so. Yeah. So, so let me, let me ask, I got some questions going through my head right now. It's, uh, it's well, hang on, hang on. I think, yeah, yeah go for I, it. I go for it. They're saying that they can't hear us. So we might want to stop this and I want to do this on the desktop then. Um, if that's possible, you think that would be okay or no? Because the um, already going. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's. Do it. All right, cool. What other What other questions did you have for me? Sorry. Well, well, you were you were finishing what you were saying about um, God, it coming <laughs> threw me off track. I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, but I, I think the point that I last kind of like left off was trying not to create or fabricate fake realities, and you know exactly right. what as an individual, what your focus should be um, and when you should make the decision to pivot or change what direction you're trying to go to after you've made repeated steps in whatever artistry or creativity or even just work that you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the value of what you're doing changes over time, but that should not scare people. That should not stop people from, from not doing something. Because for me, I was going to stop doing photography because I thought, you know what, I want everything live. I think life should be lived like that. Yeah. I, I don't want to live my life through lens, but you know, it, it's not, it's not so much about the end result. It's about the process. And I think that I'm glad I'm going through this um, because if, if you just try to jump to the, to the, to the best, it's, it's, it's often not going to work out. Like, what do you think about that? You have to set you. So expectations uh, that I'm guessing that's pretty much the question that you're, you're asking me. Um, be realistic, be real, be realistic. And I think by trying to be the best, you also put yourself in a position to know exactly what you would do if, you know, when you're the best or if you're the best. And I think by like reaching for the stars and I I know a lot of people would probably say like trying not to compare yourself with other people would be best for one's mental, you know, mental health. But I think just having good references on where you want to be and then knowing that like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, idols or, you know, people that you aspire to be like, like the flaws that they have and truly getting to understand them would help you understand like, you know, these are things that you would be expected to kind of like take on in terms of responsibility and take in terms of work ethic and product and just output. 
Um, but I do, I do think that like, as you're going along this journey, the one thing I could advise is having a good mentor that's not gonna like, kind of mess, you know, mess with you or, you know, throw you under his wing in the wrong way. Um, right. And I feel like as young individuals, like, we aspire to try to just think the best of the people that we surround ourselves with, but we just have to have our heads on a swivel. Because mm. time and time again, me personally, I've come into instances where I've been in rooms with people. And at the end of the day, they might just want to use you. As a photographer, like real talk, like people might just invite you to stuff, might just link you with stuff. But at the yeah. heads, like it's always a give and take. Um, and just understanding yeah. that as a human, that's that's key. And just applying that with like your professional life and like what you think of as a mentor. Um, but yeah, right. that's that's my deep analysis of that question of like yeah, aspiration you can't yeah you can't intertwine business and and social you can't intertwine that because it, like it's just so because then at the end of the day you have to choose one because there's there's two there are two different things oh i think who is this x factor mr cox what up bro what's up man yo yo so, yo yo what's up man <laughs> yo, yo! Oh shit! I'm gonna spell back. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. oh, that's his name, Yoel. Yo, yeah, I haven't seen this man forever. Got a link up. Um, what was that last question though that you had sent me? Wait, are you asking? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh no, I, no, I was just saying that I think business and, and being social is two different things, and I feel like um people get it. Like photographers, for instance, they'll um they they tr sometimes I don't know, you know. I don't know. It's I, just that, just business and social, being social should be separated. Yes. Yeah. I think you just right, like just yeah. like relationship, not yeah. like just like this. Yeah. Like your girlfriend, you don't bring your girlfriend to. Or that's what I used to do. I used to bring my girlfriend to meet my friends. Like you don't, you you kind of there's like a line where you just don't. It's like you, sometimes you don't have you you shouldn't intertwine certain things. And that's why with clients right now, I don't. I don't really be hanging out with them on the personal sometimes because sometimes things can get kind of like intertwined. And nowadays I'm with anybody, like we're, we're in an age where like communication is, is key and I'm learning yeah. every day in my life. Um, and bro, like you just have, like, sometimes you, you can't give people an opportunity to, you know, think of it like otherwise of you or run with assumptions because that shit could just spiral out of control and then they might expect something from you or you might expect something from them and then your perspectives are perceptions of each other are just warped in many instances yeah um because you both want something and you both think you can give it to each other and be social at the same time yeah. that's shit that, that's hard to balance bro yeah and so like, we can't even balance our like man it's really hard yeah and then money comes into fat comes into yeah and then people like to look at each other a lot of people not everyone mm -hmm. we because a lot of people like to look at each other as hot spots as if they find a hot spot that they can go to someone for many things they will and then they'll ask them for more because they're the one with all the all the coins or whatever and they go to them and say hey can you help me out with this hey what do you think about this or hey let's do this hey what's you know it's like at the bigger brother wow yeah L literally that that happened to me last week essentially um for sure. because because of of my age a lot of people not a lot of people even know how old i am to be honest like some people think i'm young some people think i'm older than i am but in my specific instance um somebody that was close to me 
uh, tried putting me in in that little brother position, and you yeah. know that that wasn't the case, and things had to be made clear with each other, and things are still being made clear. Long story short, communication is key <laughs> for. Um, but I have I have nothing more to say on that. You know, these are things that like no one really teaches you at. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> yeah. like we grew up in a in a place where like we didn't really learn this type of. Yo, stuff. Where did you learn it? YouTube, your parents. Yo, like, yo, yo. So one of the biggest resources that I've had as a photographer is YouTube. Yeah, amen. Besides, Textbook right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please look on on website or. <laughs> besides like you know any tutorials or whatever youtube and it's so it's so fucking it's weird. So no 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 it's so, but it's so fucking weird that a lot of the photographers on youtube that i see right. they be talking about specs they be talking about gear talking about oh, yeah, right. aperture and all this other stuff but no one really be talking about emotional intelligence or how to deal with like clients or yeah deal with... well that's because that's because they're just trying to stay in their field of course yeah right? and you can't speak on behalf of other people with different types of uh, emotional palettes or situations but still like even today, I was with a photographer that was a little bit younger than me, and he was kind of like asking me how to proceed with, you know, getting a potential contact with an another person or a marketing director, and little things like that with like how to kind of plug yourself in into the industry and really not just be taken advantage of, but also like empower yourself by mm -hmm. yeah. your services and be like, hey, this is where I stand. You want to right. me? Cool. If not, well, here's mm, you know what? On. Go ahead. I want to point something out because this is something that I think is it, this is where it comes back to where me where I used to think that and I still do mm -hmm. thinking that I don't want to I, I, personally if I can find another if I if I can find another way to not use my camera like if I can instead of shooting something actually um, make people see what I want to see capture it without a camera I will do that mm -hmm. but um, when it, when you're talking about um, Fuck, can you just re-say what you just said? I just, I'm sorry, I forgot. No, no, it's, it's fine. Um, but essentially what I was saying, not being taken advantage of um, and knowing where you stand with other people and how there's a lack of resources available. On oh, okay. He, yeah, he said, well, okay. What I was going to say was, I think that emotional intelligence is more than if your aperture is set right. Like, mm -hmm. I think that you're going to succeed, not not just artistically, but um, in business. Mm -hmm. If you can if you can have the skill sets of um, of, of of a mind that is skilled mm -hmm. rather than the skilled of skill rather than being skilled in a camera or, or whatever you're actually doing. Yeah. You know, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm trying to I'm trying to formulate what I what I actually mean. Yes, yeah, it's not who knows the most specs or who knows how to operate camera gear or who has access to those stuff, that stuff either. It's about like how you kind of maneuver your way in the business. And it's so it's so weird because in many instances, I've come into the same type of like realization. And I found out many times that like, especially in the fashion industry or just trying to like instantiate yourself in there, you have to kind of like kiss up to people a little, just in my experience. And when you're working with other people, that means that you kind of have to like know how to pivot with your team. Um, yeah. Can you give me an example? I think so. Somebody asked me who I'm talking to. So Malcolm, I'm talking to Gavin Silverman. Um, we're on Anchor FM, which is pretty much like a recording podcast type of situation. And he's asking me a little bit about like my origin and kind of like where I'm trying to go with photography. 
Um, and I figured, like, since I was talking about this and getting this on the books, like, I figured, you know, just having this for records would be nice. But, yeah, so go ahead and continue with what you're saying, Gavin. Well, um, you, you were, I was asking if you can give me an example of, like, how your team, like, like knowing when to pivot and stuff. Like, when you say kiss up to people and then knowing when, when to pivot, did, like, either do your own thing or whatever. It's, that's, that's such an interesting question, man, because it's, like, because it's not you can't really say it's like it's like saying how to it's it's hard it's a very how much tolerance it's not really tangible you just make a fucking decision no, like, no, you know, it, it's how much tolerance you have to do things essentially um and how much tolerance you have like you have to look at with everything in life like it's costs and reward so if you're putting in this much work working with somebody whether it's a project a business creative direction whatever you know, the reward is the output of that product, like exactly what you guys are trying to create together. So if that cost is greater than the product over time, the mind is going to like think like, yo, this isn't really working for me. And then artistically, right. I'm not going to be able to put in as much my my best work because I'm in conditions that go against that. I think that's it. Yeah, I think I think um, people shouldn't be afraid to leave. Because for an for an example, um, in my life, I worked at Whole Foods for about a year, and then I hated it. I really, I really did. I was miserable. Yeah. But um, I wanted to stay, and then I want because I wanted to like prove to myself that I could work and I could push through the pain to get to my end result. And then I got a job as a kickboxing trainer, and during that time, I worked about two months. And it was this is COVID time now. Yeah. And I live with my grandpa at the moment, so still working at that job now is unsafe so i was still hesitant to leave that job because i had a preconceived notion mm -hmm. um basically telling myself that i you're not going to stick to your you're not going to stick to your one year ambition yeah. like you can't leave now and everything but it but in reality that's not the case in reality we're going through a pandemic and you know what the circumstances before don't relate to the circumstances now and i feel like people get lost in the story oftentimes when they're making a decision and they just they just try to hold on to their story so it makes sense and so it comes to like this this nice ending where they see in movies and all of this other stuff and it's just it's just not the case guys got to be yeah I think people know it. I think people know it too. Well, I, I think what you're trying to say is that people should be decisive on exactly what they're feeling and view those as, as warning signs. So you said you were in a, in a position with your old boss or your old um, employer and there was miscommunication that eventually led to a separation. Um, when you're working with clients, it's the same thing. Instead of one boss, you have like 20 or 30 or even more in a month. And as an artist, you have to know exactly, you have to view what you do as kind of like being like, it can be affected by your working conditions. And then if you're being too stressed out or pressured by certain clients, then sometimes it's just best to cut losses and just know yourself better and know exactly yeah. the clients you want to take up. And that translates into what type of work. Because if you're, if you're not used to working with like, let's use the example, like brides and you know, maybe you shouldn't do weddings if you're not used to being with product photography and being focused on that for a certain amount of time, then maybe you need to pursue something else. And that goes full circle back into what I was saying about just trying different things. 
because I don't know everything. And literally, like a lot of this creativity, like stuff started exclusively after I turned probably like 19, 20. Um, because essentially, like before that, my lifestyle was very shuttered in. Um, not a lot of people know, like I was a Jehovah's Witness for 18 years of my life. Wow, 18. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of like put uh, an inhibitor on a lot of the things I wanted to do, even my education to many extents, in the sense that like, you know, I wanted to go to, you know, I wanted to do programming even earlier than I did. Like I started when I was 16. I wanted to do that when I was like 10, 11. Like I was reading books huh. for college students, like back when I was in elementary school. Like, but now it's like I have a new fresh pair of eyes and it allows me to view the world a little bit differently. And it's like a lot of people are just used to being in certain situations. But when you're coming from outside looking in, it's like I view this as an opportunity to solve a lot of problems with like what I've just been learning and the people I've been tapping into. And I want to show that like with what we can do as a team, we can be a resource to help other people succeed eventually. So that's where I'm at. Wow. That's a big thing. So you started the Jehovah's Witness when? Um, I'll, you know you can get born into that whole organization, right? Like you have no choice. Oh, you got born into. So that. yeah, my mom, you know, was a Jehovah's Witness, and my grandparents are as well. And I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness with my mom and my stepdad. So, um, music, uh, TV shows that other people seen, like a lot of that stuff, I didn't really get to see until after the fact. Um. I don't want to go ahead and assume, but like I would say, it's like similar along the lines of like the Nation of Islam, um, in terms of like exactly what type of material and content that you're going to be looking at. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So how did you get into programming? So I got like they they supported that they actually because I was into nursing and wow. a little bit before. Wow, that changed you so much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was wearing suits. I was wearing ties. You know, people. Wow. Were, People on live gonna get the most of me, but wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, you, this is all coming together yeah. in such a cool way. Yeah, like but, it, it makes so much sense. I, yes. I wish, I, I wish I we started the live a little bit earlier. That way, people can get the full, the full origin. No, they can watch it. Yeah, no, yeah. they can so, watch it. Get it. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, it's gonna be on your on your personal right. Huh? It's gonna be on- well, it's a, it's gonna be on Spotify too. So the so if you go on my if you go on my um Instagram, yeah. the link is in my Instagram yeah. or in my bio. So cool, cool. But yeah, you guys can see it there, and I'll share it on story and all that other stuff. But yeah, so eighteen, seven, actually seventeen specifically was when I had graduated high school and left all my parents. But starting then was kind of like a wild ride, like literally from the ground up. First job, first savings account, first all that shit they have any support doing anything that I've done so far, like built from scratch. Um, so it's like, like I said, like pop culture references, a lot of those stuff, like I have to research now and I'm learning now I'm changing, I'm changing with what I'm learning. But like, with all that being said, like, I'm more aware of like, I have to be very, very cautious, conscious of what I consume in terms of content and just things because that could influence me in ways that I don't really expect, but in good ways that I, you know, I don't like, it could be for the best. Um, but right. also it could lead me astray and meditation and just being surrounded by good loving people. I think that's keeping me on the right path. Wow. That is, 
wow <laughs> yeah no shit no shit wow man and and yeah creative outlet you that makes so much sense because you weren't exposed it, th- that's a huge thing like where a lot of people aren't exposed to certain things yeah so they they have to go through so many things so many processes to then expose themselves and then go into it oh let me actually post on the live go check out gavin silverman for this podcast I know I am typing slow as fuck, guys, but I will also be posting this on my yeah. How many people do you have on there? Um, there's been about like 10, 15 people that have come and gone, but two right now. And I think Malcolm is interested a little bit. Um, I'll be seeing him tomorrow in an exclusive meeting. I hope you're ready, homeboy. We got a lot to talk about. But yeah, so that's mm-hmm. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. so let's talk about let's talk about more about the um the food the food. So are you um you're so you sell now at Yellow Farmers Market? No, no. So Yellow Green Farmers Market's closed. I think. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. But due to COVID, um, but that's a whole another topic that we could talk about. But we started our direct to consumer um sales at Yellow Green Farmers Market. And we had also toyed around with the idea of just, you know, doing the website and doing things with deliveries. We had the infrastructure, but we just didn't really have the sourcing at the time. Um, And then we revisited the whole produce thing about four and a half months ago. And then that's when we launched officially Grow Next Door. Before it was just Green Goods Express to try and do everything, but Grow Next Door specifically sells produce. So, so do you hook up? So, do you hook up with a farmer, and then you yeah. just you just sell that product? Yo, this. I hope you guys know, like, yo, this farming shit is is tough, bro. Like, these guys, for one, during the summer they shut down, um, and that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm working technically in the worst season possible, but that's also a good thing because, like, when it fall hits, when winter hits, like, you already know it's gonna be a party. Um, trying to sell all this produce and fruits and stuff, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have a party. You should have a a, a, a farmer party. Look, no, but I actually want to host. We actually did have our first dinner party last month, where we had like a bunch of our, you know, uh, one of our most dedicated CSAers, Carly French. Um, blessings to Carly. You know, she'd be promoting us all the time. She got five of her closest friends, and we had a whole plant-based meal with um, Auntie Guillen, um, and she whipped up like some stuff with bee culture tempeh and a bunch of different stuff. Long story short, you asked where we get the food from. We source all from local farmers, um, a couple in North Florida. One in particular we're trying to get into, Loxahatchee, um, called Gratitude Gardens, and we source from farms such as St. Simon's Farm, we used to um, this past summer um, in our Urban Farming Institute hydroponics tower set up in Oakland Park. We're trying to so you so you go to so you go to local farmers and then you just you just sell their you sell the the locally grown food um, on on a website yeah, on the e-commerce website. So that's one part of our business. It's the first part, but essentially, okay. I want to start getting into like I said application development and trying to tap into just the power the empowerment that food could bring people essentially 
So can people can people um, collaborate with you and I guess in a sense work for you? Like, is that even possible? So we're getting things set up where, with demand, we're going to be scaling up. But essentially, we're starting a whole marketing campaign. Um, and eventually, I want to start unveiling a little bit more about what I do as an individual and kind of like take the lead with that brand specifically. But we are going to be at a point where we need people to manage our hydroponic towers or go out there. And eventually, we'll be starting an ambassador program. So that's going to be our first like tap into other people like working with us. And mm-hmm. essentially, we want to start connecting with the farmers existing down here, like literally out here in Overtown. There's people every Saturday out there working on an urban farm and Finca Marada, there's a there's a whole house where, you know, really, really dedicated urban farmers gather together and, co- you know, collaborate off of a permaculture and grow wow. food. And I think that a lot of these stories are like they're really dope to tell. And eventually, like, I want to start highlighting that because I feel like we need more of that and we need more people getting into that space down here. It's really, Yo. it's really geographical because like South Florida, like we have music, we have tourism, we have all this other stuff, but like that's right. a distraction, man. Like, where's the farmers? Yo. We want to see the farmers. We, yo, I want to get some kale yeah. from, straight from the ground. My friend, he's a farmer. Oh my gosh, he is a he's he does so he's in his backyard. Yeah. Amazing farmer, and he's a physical therapist. But I think he'd be really interested in doing that. But I want to I want to suggest something, and I, I just oh, just right. just ponder off the on the idea. Yeah. If you got a whole bunch of, if you basically contact, make a network, like a, whatever, a group, whatever, yeah. they just contact you yeah. and you just get a whole bunch of local farmers in certain areas, could they sell on, could you be a hotspot for local farmers to sell their products? Look, so why, why, are you try, why are you trying to sell my secrets, man? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Yo. We, Yo. I got it. Hey, yeah. Mom, go patent it right now, Yo. mom. Yo. Look, it, it doesn't look. It doesn't even need to be patented because the power is out there, and we just need more. That's awesome. Dude. More programmers out here in this, in this like, and really like, <laughs> good strong leadership. And like, I'm not, I'm not a perfect man, man. Like, I'm just, I'm trying my best out here, slinging greens, and you know, t- slinging green. Yeah. Yo, that's great. I think that's that would be a great skit, dude. <laughs> Slinging green and taking pictures and yo, can I just say something? Yeah. I remember when we were at the beach on spring break. Do you remember that shit? Uh, you did a backflip. I did it. Oh my god, yo, guys, guys, I did a. If you want, if you want to see something with about Jonathan, oh my god, um, he did a backflip and it was the funniest thing. It was like in a vlog and he did a backflip because or if he does the black flip, black black flip, if the black flip. Oh my god, again! If he does the back flip, he gets to kiss his girl. I think it was your friend or whatever. Yeah. And you did the back flip, and you said no. It was oh just, my it was god! Just... Hey, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> People don't need to know that, see, but we're flipping, <laughs> slinging green, and shooting pictures. <laughs> and, yeah, I think that's great, dude. Black, oh my god! But um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like. I'm really trying to keep my head low to the ground and just develop myself, man. Like literally it's in my brand, like grow next door. Somebody's got to grow. And individually, like, I feel like as an artist, I got to grow and take that step. So that's where we at. Definitely. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell my friend about it. And, uh, another guy. Yeah, I haven't talked if, to there, if there is one thing anybody could take from this, including the people in the lives, I'm looking at you. If you guys know anybody who is growing food or green right. foods or you know urban farming or whatever, 
tell them to holler at me. Like, just send me their DM even or whatever. I'll make a whole list. And I'm just starting, like, whether people know it or not, I'm, like, finding other farmers down here in South Florida who are on their stuff. I see all y'all. We out here. Like, we, we try to really change the world out here. And that's kind of, like, if it takes one step at a time, then I'm willing to do that. For sure. Fun fact, I used to work at a, I used to work at Yellow Farmer's Market for, like, like a week or two. And it was just for this guy's produce place. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, I have nothing against Yellow Green Farmers Market. Um, it really, it really made the like a pretty decent part of the whole vegan plant based community down here. Um, it created a platform for a lot of people. So, are you vegan? Currently, you know, I hate this. I hate saying the word vegan um, sometimes, but I yeah, I'm plant based. I'm plant based, more or less. Do you check? Do you eat meat, fish? Dairy. I haven't had that any of that in probably a year, a year and a half. Actually, no, I lied. Probably at least six months, at least six months though. But um, that's kind of the whole th- like point of me fleshing out grow next door. Like I'm trying to only exclusively eat and source, or at least eighty percent of my food from this platform. And I think by taking wow. the step, like that's me. Um, whether we get like whether we make you know specific products with our Green Goods Express company i'm in the greenhouse kitchen where we make like vegan chickens or tempeh and all that other stuff like i'm trying to just only eat from the vegan chickens i can't believe you just said that yeah yeah yo we got a whole vegan chicken um what yeah i'm sorry this it doesn't look like you know like a chicken with legs and stuff but it's like a vegan chicken and you can throw, yeah, you can throw it on a grill. Like we are. No, you can't throw it on a grill. Yes, you can. <laughs> can yes, you can. Look, all you need is some sauce and some cheese. Cucumber. Nah, cucumber sorry. neck. I can't. Nah. So we're selling to Mora Pizza right now. <laughs> no, no, for real. Like this, this is real. Why are you laughing? This is real shit. Because, because okay, go for Mora it. Pizza, Venucci Brothers. Um, and I think we're trying to explore something with World. You know, let me not say anything, but essentially we're trying to grow and tap into a lot of the plant-based food vendors down here. There's a lot of restaurants that don't really have a lot of vegan options, and I feel like this will really open up the plant-based community to more that, you know, chefs and culinary artists can work with, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even tell you. So my old high school, I know we had talked about my technical center Yo, I did a full three, like 180, 360. I came right back to them. And now we're about to start working in August with um, my old high school, selling them, you know, vegan produce, like vegan vegan chicken and produce to them using my platform. That's really cool. That's, that's, wow. What more, what more, like, things about you do, do, like, are major things do I not know? Um... Because you said Jehovah's Witness out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, you're actually wow, getting, a lot, you're getting a lot out of me. Like, I try not to tell people too much about me. Um, but I, I think you should because it's really it's a really cool story. And I think that, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this this is this is the first step. I've been quiet long enough. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like due to just being in a. Yeah, because you're a cool guy, man. I heard some, I heard, like, I'm getting snippets of you, like, throughout the years. And I, I just, it, it's very. It's a curious thing because, yeah, no, go, I'm sorry. Go for it. No, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's, it's a work in, I'm a work in progress, literally. That's all I can say. Um, but I, I feel like with the stuff that I 
have been exploring. I'm just trying to tap into that whole killing my fear mentality. And if I hmm. try to, if I'm approaching a project or, you know, even anything like as a black African-American artist, like, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to kill a mindset where it's like, if I review something like, yo, this is something that is huge. This is something that's cool and I can do this, but there's a million things in front of me stopping me. Like it's so, it's so interesting because like, I didn't realize until somebody had to tell me that like, I have to stop speaking into existence, my failure pre-existing because I would come at things and be like, oh, well, you know, it wouldn't work because of this or it wouldn't work because of that. And like just seeing around me, a lot of other black artists really take the lead with like just pushing forward and pushing into industry and making new paths. Like I, I really personally want to be a part of that and try my best in the field that I'm in. Damn. The fear of, because our brain is so powerful that yeah. it can even make up the, the things that we're going to have to go through. And it kind of just sets the whole blueprint out. Yes. But yeah, because like when you're like at two o'clock at, you know, in the morning working on a project and then you have this monkey on the back of you saying like, yo, you can't do this. You, you should probably go to sleep. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta rest a little. Like there's good, there's good times where like you should listen to that, but there's sometimes where it's like, yo, that's just something in you that's like telling you to quit, but you can't. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, man. I've noticed um, pretty lately, a couple of weeks, I haven't been sleeping that much. It's been weird. I've been taking like stuff for it, but um, make sure you take. Yeah, what you are taking that's healthy, for real. Yeah, I've been taking like well. Like ice, um, I, I now it's gonna point because I've taken Gia, like the Gia herb thing, mm-hmm. um, and then had a whole bunch of stuff like herbs and stuff. But I have to take melatonin at the moment, only because um, I've just been staying up late and I have to like make sure I'm getting on top of my schoolwork and stuff. Yeah, well, looking at screens late at night, even like right now, I have these glasses that um this guy Spencer Lot gave me, um, and essentially it stops blue light. So like as videographers and photographers, fun fact, when you're looking at like fluorescent lights, like this, like big ass fluorescent lights, like literally like fucking Star Trek enterprise type shits for (laughs) hours, like two to three hours, just editing and doing work like that. Your brain, your brain naturally goes along with like, okay, I see light. It's the day I'm not tired. So when you block a specific frequency of light, don't I mean you could quote me on this or whatever? Do your research. Blue light, like if you isolate and block blue. No, I know about it. If you isolate and block blue light, you're you might be able to sleep a little bit better. But just be mm-hmm. isolated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it. There's like, do you know about like the circadian rhythm? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I. It's definitely proven. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But man, um, you, you you got you got a lot out of me, but. I, I like I really like this podcast. I feel like, you know, you should do a, a lot more um as as a growing artist yourself. Like I like I really see the hustle. Like you you don't you don't stop and I feel like that pervasive uh, mentality, you know, that just having the endurance mm-hmm. like that's gonna get us both far if we keep it up. Bro, I can't even I try to stop and I have tried to stop, especially during this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I've had I, I've it, there's something that just makes me makes it so intense that i can't stop mm-hmm. that it, it's almost like i have to like it, it feels like that 
because it's like it'll just yeah it'll just stay in my mind until i until i do it i where i feel like we're just like just talking now um but i was watching this movie i think it's like in time by you know justin timberlake and this other girl and essentially the premise of it is like these guys have like time literally on their wrist and it's essentially like they're oh wait oh, yeah, you, know, you know what i'm talking about oh wait what is it called in time in time in time this is actually that was one of my favorite yeah, movies. watch something go watch in time that shit in time yeah. i mean like it's it's the typical like dystopia type of plot but like it was interesting it gave me a different perspective on shit um, but essentially, like, literally, time is money. Like, as yeah. business owners, we need to reach a, a point and level where it's like, okay, if I am making X, do I keep on doing this and pour my life soul into this project? Or can I grow this to at least the first step where I could just duplicate myself and take myself out of the equation, have somebody else do this, grow it up, maintain, and then that way I can come from the outside looking in and then scale it up. Right. And if you guys, if anyone listening is interested in mindset and like the whole, like what, what you're talking about, I think uh, personally, Gary V is a really good guy to listen to. That's the default guy, man. Go check out. Um, I'm Gary V is good, but he's a, he does, a, he does, a, he does. A lot. <laughs> yeah, he is the default. He is the default. Like, that's not a bad thing. To say. Yes. But John Henry. Go check. Go check this. I won't write that down. Yeah, John Henry is a good guy to you know pretty much just keep track of. But essentially, he was on Vice. Um, he actually did this episode interview with uh, Wen J Young or Wen J Lin from New York, and she's kind of doing what we're intending on doing on a larger scale down here in South Florida. Every city has like its own ap- urban agriculturalists or people who tie into like the farming network. Um, and then Grow Next Door aims to be the one for South Florida. Sure. Do, do you know about SoFlo Vegans? Yeah, I do know about SoFlo Vegans. They were actually, yeah, they were the ones who hired me for that event. Um, Sean Russell. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, Sean Russell. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So he brought me to that event. Um, I think he's doing something called Vegan Express. Um, and actually, you know, an Urban Oasis Project is actually doing something too down here. No way! Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's just so shocker, dude. Oh my god! I was thinking for so many years. I was like, where did he? Who did he connect with? Like, I'm curious. And the whole time, I I knew I knew Sean after that Veg Fest. Like, I started connecting with him, doing photography for him and stuff. And yeah, so he really he really put in. He's a yeah. he's a hustler, yeah. dude. For for digital media marketing, he puts in a lot of work. And he was actually the first. He was literally the first person to put me on for photography, like for an event. Like my first, event, like yeah, we did something. It wasn't called Veg Fest. I think it was something else. But essentially, like in Fort Lauderdale, I shot this event, and that's where I met a lot of people. Where I'm actually talking to today, like another guy does urban farming. I met him through Sean, and Sean is currently doing Vegan Express, where he's getting a lot of the vendors that have kind of been sidelined because of the farmers markets being shut down. People are starting to step up and being like, "Yo." We don't want to see these vendors like fail. We want to get their product out there. So here is a platform to do so. And I, I like, I have nothing but love for those people too, because like at the end of the day, the whole, the whole system for food distribution needs to be overhauled. We need everybody on this problem essentially. And I agree. I agree. Not one entity can do it all. 
So if we could, if we could have other people putting in work, getting the you know their voices out there, representing these these smaller business owners, I say more power to them. Um, but like I'm trying to take the steps to go past. I don't want to say past like just having like niche products, but I really want to like explain yep. what food means mm-hmm. to people, like the act the action of growing food and what that means to me specifically as I get into this field and how I can empower other people who are doing that already. So, damn, I've always thought about the fact that I've always thought about giving food, healthier food to the school system. What do you mean with that? Like, um. My school, my college had a garden and I think my high school did too, but, um, they, so like, yeah, giving food to the school system. So you see that mentality that you just, you know, touched on. I feel like right. a lot of people have the heart and have, you know, the, the willingness and the, you know, the beneficial aspect of donating or giving or starting a nonprofit and helping the community, but in actuality business and capital like capitalism is what makes the world go round and we don't have a lot of businesses who are at that point where it's like we're actually seeing them benefit our day-to-day lifestyles we have a lot of businesses who are leeching off of people we have you know businesses who are leeching off of people's time and their energy you know they're stressed out at work and they come home and they're on an app for an hour that you know they're just scrolling past content and seeing stuff and perpetuating stuff but we don't have a lot of businesses who are like actually giving people the power to grow food or, you know, just even incentivize growing, like having your own land and then right. or how to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when shit goes down, Instagram ain't going to be in people's like backyard being like, yo, we got food for you. No, like, <laughs> and the government tries its best. Like you have, you know, fresh food families, it's farm box that is pretty much a lot of the northern farms in florida are kind of struggling because of the wholesale accounts being shut down and essentially the government's trying to like literally buy pounds of this stuff and get it out to you know community organizations or people in need and just give food out at like low prices or discount rates or whatever but that's just putting a band-aid on a bigger problem you know, like, right. why is the whole aspect of growing food so separated from the end consumer anyway? You know? Yeah, why can't we do it in the backyard? That's one of my friend's ambitions. Yeah. Uh, if, if gas was to essentially go up in price, which it will, like, literally, we do not have an infinite amount of gasoline in the world. By the end of this century, I think we can all agree at least, like, gas will be at a point where it will become impossible to grow food and move it at the scale that we are currently consuming right now. Like when you think about it, gasoline is used to like fuel irrigation, it's used to transport food. That's a really small you know, fraction of the equation, but it's actually, it's used to grow food in essence and all this other stuff. Like, and we're trying to solve with like vertical farming, but even that uses, um, when it's indoors, even that uses like UV radiation to grow food indoors in like freight containers or in big warehouses. So it's like, the only thing that is kind of saving us or like a potential technology to get us out of that rut of just pretty much violating and reaping the land for food is kind of just a, a shot in the dark at, at best. So it's like everybody's just got to pull their own weight at this point, I feel like. Yeah, I think people should should look into, you know, it's hard to think it's a hard thing to do because you have so much going on in our lives where you can't even keep track like. We, like the things that 
we can't balance in our lives like you think taking on something else is going to help that like like i think that we should look at what we're i think a big part about this is that we should look about look at what we're already doing and um improving our i don't want i don't want to say like lifestyle first and how we do things um i don't know where i'm going with this but so i'm gonna give you an you mind if i pick off on that yeah definitely okay so what you're saying is kind of like take accountability for your own individual actions but that can be extended to this um i think it's like parabola analogy where essentially you know if you were to change your you know instead of trying to change the world from jump just try to at very best change yourself change your team your family your friends the people around you change your state change your country and then eventually you'll change the world so an education is like the unifier of us all you know like look at what happened with just community i mean like the lack of education or whatever we have with covid currently right now in an instant or in the course of a month most people are wearing masks most people are like in a whole mindset of like okay we have to do this in order to move forward but we only get to that point when we're pushed at certain extremes and it's like it's so frustrating when we have government entities who can give the power to do certain things I mean, we literally live in a fascist state right now. They could, but, you know, there's just too many hands in the pot that can actually, like, you know, change the tides and make people do things that would actually help the environment forcibly because we have freedom, we have rights, we have all that other stuff. But if you give people a choice or the platform to make better decisions that can help them and help their community, I feel like that's a good step in the right direction. Well, I think think this is something fairly new in um, rebuilding the community and, and pushing the community in my eyes see, i don't know i don't know all those statistics and stuff but um I, I think that i think that social media and the online presence is is the big influence in that yeah. and bringing it to site so i think that i think that we'll start seeing more of that i hope so yeah i mean i i, I know so i mean it's really just network and technology and showing people there's always a better way to do things but that's why it's so important for people to choose something that they want to do in their life that's meaningful because you guys don't realize like you lost so so many people lost their jobs now mm-hmm. even though they didn't want it in the first place and it's like don't wait because eventually it's, we're going to get to a point where like the people for the people who didn't choose the path that they wanted to it's like they just kind of wasted their life away mm-hmm. When it gets to a certain point where it's like, all right, now you have to, like, come on, guys, it, isn't that doesn't that sound good? Like, you have to do what you what you are being called for, do what is best for yourself, like fucking live, like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're where you're specifically going with that, but so so let's say okay, so for an example instead of working a desk job yeah. and when you really want to be an artist yeah p- try to be an artist like just try to be an artist it, basically yeah are you asking me or are you telling me no no i no i mean like in general like just just um not not to you directly but just for like motivation and stuff you're trying. You're asking me to give advice on how to be an artist. No, no, no. 
No, I'm not talking to you directly. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to like if I was talking to like the world. You, 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 you know what I mean? Not really. Like, right, okay, so I think that we should not just me and you. I think that people should, in this day and age, choose what they want to do, what they're passionate about, yeah, and what they're good at, sure. what they're able to do, yeah. rather than something that um is rather th- rather than something that people want to see out of them. Mm. or judgment or all those negative things gosh you're just saying just give people yeah in general like yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's kind of what i'm trying to do education is going to be key though um because it's like it's that that's literally my my energy at this point like yeah i feel like we had a we, we had a long i mean we started from you told me about your photography journey and then and then you gave me and then we went you you gave people some guidance um and talked about how you went from software programming to photography and then farming yeah we we covered some stuff dude yeah i mean that's that's about three to four years of um just work essentially and this is good for me to have to like honestly yeah like even a lot of my close friends probably don't know like 50 percent of me um that's crazy dude yeah i'm telling you gotta tell because you'd be surprised of what happens but really that's, be surprised. that's the last caveat so it's like you get to know a lot of people but you know even right now more specifically i'm just trying to be very careful with like my energy and where i put it because at the end of the day it's like i'm not trying to fit into a, a, anybody else's mesh i'm trying to do the best that i can do comfortably um and I don't really, I'm not in a position to force any type of relationships right now. So if I don't vibe with anybody going on forward, that's that's pretty much it. I, I'm not trying to force anything. And I'm not trying to force a connection to like get something out of anybody either. Um, I feel like I have enough to work on with myself. And I have some people in my corner who want to see the best for me. And that's like the best I can ask for at this point. Definitely. So people can reach you at dev dev um, night underscore right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if they want to shoot, but they can just probably DM me or email me. Either way, I get the from I get the contact and I get the message. Awesome. And your website for um, Grow Next Door is is on there as well. GrowNextDoor.com is my website for e-commerce, local fresh produce and fruits. Um, I think going on forward every three weeks to a month we're going to be adding some new stuff on the site we just recently released um fruits we're going to be doing exotic fruits and then going on forward as i find more sources like literally go out to these farms i'll be adding more stuff to the site it's just it's it's a project for exploration and i feel like like what we're doing now is literally just a surface like if we become the best local fresh fruit produce distributor from local farms, you know, I feel like that's just scratching the surface. I want to go further and I want to explore this field and see if there's any other people like me that are like trying to push this and make something a reality that hasn't been seen yet. That's awesome. So um, what what song do you want the outro to be? Huh? That's a uh, shit. You know what? 
play that new song by fucking Cardi B and and Manga the Stallion. I forget what it's called. It's like something the house, or is it WAP? Okay, who's on this live right now? You know what I'm talking about. Like, what's that last? What's the newest song that Cardi B just released? Alexa, what's the newest yeah. Cardi B song? Playing specific songs. Oh, fuck. Right, right. Alexa, shut off. Yo, your Alexa just connected to my shit over here. Like the shit. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, That's so great. Yeah, it's WAP. It's WAP. Thank you. Thank you, Malcolm. You're a real one. You came here at the beginning and you here to the end. Die or die. So the wheels fall off. You can play WAP by Cardi B. Like WAP. WAP. Got you. Cool. All right, man. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Let's run it. All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right. Peace. All right, peace.